Who's on second? Who's on first? What base do you want to talk about? I'm going to get in a lot of trouble here. You play to win the game. We're in here talking about practice. At home, they call me Big Al, and I hit dingers. I want your heart. I want to eat his children. Come after me! They're comedians, they're sports fans, and all-around degenerates. It's the Who's On First podcast with your hosts, Matt Marin and Anthony Passaretti. I'm a man. I'm 40. What's up? Welcome to another episode of the Who's On First podcast. We are still recording through Zoom, but New York, was in, we just went to phase two. Maybe only a matter of time before we're back in the studio. I'm still excited. I'm wearing my old XFL New York Guardians hat. It's strange to call it old because it's only three months old, actually. But I'm from a, a defunct league. I know. The XFL is gone, but I still got the hat. I'm still happy. I'm still wearing it proudly. Uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, there's still sports news going on because, I mean, there's still no – well, there's still some sports. But for the most part, uh, a lot of sports, like the news is still whether or not they'll come back for some of them. Yes, I am now – I don't know. I guess I have to listen back to hear my older takes. I don't think Jack shit is coming back. Yeah. <laughs> every, every day it gets worse. I don't see it coming back for a little while, at least not on the timelines that the, they're putting out there right now. Yeah, so let's take it sport by sport, at least four major sports. Well, football is still kind of a ways off, but at least for basketball and hockey, there were plans to come back, and they've hit kind of road bumps this week. Yeah, in a big way. Well, I mean, even football. Fa- uh, Fauci directly said he'd be surprised if football started on time. Yeah, um, but we at least like didn't. Uh, there was no like set plan. Like the NBA set a plan to come back, and then this past week, uh, from what I was hearing, it was uh, Kyrie Irving coming out and saying that uh, they didn't want to cause a distraction from Black Lives Matter. That's kind of a unique moment now where there's nothing to distract people. That's probably part of the reason it was such an uprising in the protests and everything, which, um, I mean, me and you, two white guys, probably aren't going to come up with the answer to this one. No, probably not. I, I just, you know, Kyrie gets a lot of crap. Kyrie is like the face of like 80-something players who feel this way. He's he's definitely not the only person, but he's definitely the most notable and the guy who's willing to take the shit for putting his name on a controversial idea, whether it's right or wrong. I have no... I'm not so uh, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving's never put his name on a uh, controversial idea in the past that could be wrong. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's sort of what I'm saying is like Ky- Kyrie is kind of the, the representative for alternative thinking in the NBA, however you alternative want to Alternative thinking, yeah. yeah. Some people think the <laughs> earth is round and some people have alternative thoughts. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, some of them have been dumber than the others. It's, it's like it's so, so. But you know what I'm saying, though. Yeah. Is like Kyrie is definitely the guy who is not afraid, and Kevin Durant's also been pretty vocal. Well, Kevin mostly t- about shitting on Kendrick Perkins. Yes. More than, <laughs> more Kevin than Durant. Yeah, Durant had Kyrie's back, and then Kendrick Perkins disagreed with them, and. Uh, yeah, Kendrick Perkins and Kevin Durant have just uh, not been on the same page ever since Dur- uh, Kendrick Perkins got a job uh, talking about basketball in the media. Yeah. And Perkins used to get his fair share of crap when he was a player, too. Yeah, they were they were teammates in Oklahoma City, and now uh, Perkins sometimes doesn't agree with things that Kevin Durant does, and uh, Durant has no problem going right back at KP, either himself or through one of his burner accounts on Twitter. I love Kevin. I'm so sad that I don't 
I mean, who knows how long I'll get to watch Kevin Durant be a net, but I'm so bummed out that, like, the three years that he... He's such a fun player. He's one of the best actual players. He's got a personality. He's different than a lot of the other guys yeah. who speak his mind. I like Kevin Durant. I love Durant. But, uh, but um, yeah, the NBA... If, if people are going to keep getting, you know, tested and sick and... I'm not being like the the fucking president being like stop the testing so we could play basketball. I'm just don't see it happening. I just see like if they try to start it up, something's gonna shut it down super quick. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm just not confident that. Yeah. So the other thing, like one side of it is Kyrie and some of the players saying if we start playing basketball, it causes distraction, and we'd rather focus on Black Lives Matter more so. Um, the other side of it is that this, this, this bubble is supposed to be in Orlando, which they were opening stuff in Florida, and now they're already starting to shut stuff down because the numbers are spiking for COVID. Yeah, and I, for baseball, they were having a similar problem where they some of the guys, you know, reporting to facility, facilities. I mean, the Phillies have it, the Blue Jays have it. And then they sent the Mets and the friggin' Yankees back to New York City. Yeah. It's just like we sent them to Florida because it spikes here, and then it spikes in Florida, you send them back here, and then what, 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 what? Yeah. And, uh, and as far as the NHL goes, a couple of Tampa Bay Lightning personnel uh, tested positive also. So their little, their whole um, uh, what, 24 team tournament, who knows if that's going to go through. It, uh, yeah, they uh, would set up. Uh, they had all these ideas uh, planned to come back set up, and now it seems like they're all falling apart. Yeah, and it's going to be, like, I just see it right now. It's, like, one game in, or, like, let's say they get a bunch of games in, and then, like, a star gets, like, really sick. We saw it in comedy. They tried to reopen the comedy clubs. One of the comic collapses on stage in yeah. a weekend. Yeah. Like, th- this is a real thing. It's It, it sort of just feels like everybody's like, oh, you know, we're going to have a good attitude and hope that everything goes well. It's like, well, that's... Yeah, that's, it was uh, D.L. Hewley killed. doing stand-up in Nashville, collapsed on stage, uh, which um, happened, I think, either a day after or the day of this past weekend. I actually did stand-up for the first time in three months on a rooftop in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, you went to one of those open mics? It was like an open mic slash birthday roast show for a couple of guys, and yeah, it was fun. I did, I did pretty well, and no, and most people did not. And it wasn't like because people, some of it was people are just like haven't done stand up in a while. Some of it was just the environment was kind of weird. It was almost like a hangout. There was like a family with a kid there on the rooftop hanging out also. Um, but yeah, it's uh, who knows if stuff will come back because of that. It's. Uh, because of COVID, and then when you add in the, um, like, social issue dynamic of uh, should we be playing, I think Avery Bradley, also was with the Players Union the NBA, kind of had a similar mindset to Kyrie, but with more specifics of this is what we want as far as um, things to be implemented so there could be more black general managers, more black owners, and stuff like that. I mean, the NBA is, like, 70% black people, and they only have, like, five black general managers, yeah, the the difference in the front office versus who's on the court is pretty clear that, yeah, I I have no, you know, it's probably, t- it, it's so hard to talk about any of this because, like, <laughs> I don't want to riff on it too hard because I don't want it to seem like I, don't, I disagree with it or think any of it's dumb. It's just like, these are weird times and a lot of social change needs to happen and I don't, 
I don't know how to how to navigate my spot in it right yeah. now. And also, so, as far as sports that are back, we have NASCAR, and somebody already left a noose in the one black NASCAR driver's locker. <laughs> oh my god, we'll get to that. But just one little quick thing I had about the NBA and yeah. that plan they made. There was one part of it that I thought was hilarious. They, they're going to do this in Disney, and your hotel that you're staying at was directly based on how well you were doing like the top seven or eight teams get the grand destino the nicest hotel on the property then the middle tier stay at the grand floridian and then there's the yacht club for the bottom people like it's the three nicest hotels but it's directly ranked your hotel was nicer the better your that is pretty funny it's like all right let's bring the nba back zion williamson uh yeah right over here come right over to the hilton um new york knicks yeah you get the motel sex it's exactly it's exactly what it is. The teams in the nice hotel are the Bucks, Lakers, Raptors, Clippers, Celtics, Nuggets, Jazz, and Heat. Mm, okay, I'm surprised they didn't throw the Pelicans in there. They're not as good of a team, but they have Zion. Who's that was like when they were making the playoff format. It was basically let's have a new format where we can get a Zion in the playoffs, even if he might not have been in the playoffs because we wanted people want to see Zion. The the middle one is a. Uh... Thunder, Sixers, Rockets, Pacers, Mavericks, Nets, Grizzlies, and Magic. And then the bottom one is Blazers, Kings, Pelicans, Spurs, Suns, Wizards. Really? Pelicans are in the bottom? Yeah, they're in the they're in the, the third tier. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, I guess it's of the teams that are in the playoffs, this is only obviously. So, yeah, teams like the Knicks mm. and the Cavs and, uh, and Hawks just aren't <laughs> even staying there. Yeah, Okay, that makes home. sense. <laughs> yeah, they're... Uh, they're at home. But, yep, you, you mentioned it. The most prevalent story of the week also sucks. So, some some asshole put a noose in Bubba Wallace's garage and then pretty much took away any goodwill that was headed towards NASCAR's way for, like, the flag ban or for any of that. Well, it, I mean, as far as, like, their fan base, they still have some, like, awful people in it, but... Immediately, like all a bunch of other NASCAR drivers, all like together, push Bubba Wallace's car to the front of the line. He's going to be like in pole position, I think, something like that. So everyone's united. But NASCAR is making a concerted effort to rid themselves of this like type of thing and that type of fan. Which also, uh, I was listening to ESPN Radio earlier this week, and uh, I think it was Clinton Yates, who's a black sports reporter. Is like, I like NASCAR, but I've never gone to a race because I feel like I'm going to be around too many racists. And, like, yeah, so I think this actually could be a thing where you will have people who wouldn't have thought about watching NASCAR because it's just that redneck thing might actually go, I mean, there's, how many people do you know as adults that are just really into cars who would probably be into NASCAR if they didn't think of it as a redneck thing? Yeah, yeah, no, that, I'm, I, I hope it does happen for them. They still have a pretty huge issue, though. Like, there was a plane towing a Confederate flag around the parking lot yeah. saying defund NASCAR. Like, they're, they they still have an issue. The, the thing is, though, ever, all the comments are like, oh, these garages have cameras everywhere. The only people on site were staff, pretty much. And then other people were saying a lot of them could be independent contractors city to city. So, like, it, it's not necessarily someone that's traveling with nascar the whole time i i haven't seen them say who did it it seems like something they should have figured out by now yeah it's um i mean it's obviously extremely like shitty but 
everyone on NASCAR and with the com- with NASCAR seems to be on board. So it seems like this is just going to happen as you go through change. But it's uh, it's still kind of just a wild thing. Maybe because we both just grew up in the Northeast. That even if we see racism, it's like maybe a white parent saying they kind of don't want their kid to date a black guy or like a uh, police misconduct. Like, but you, like noose is like that seems like what should have been a hundred years ago. It's 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 mind blowing. Like to to think that there's still people that have that mindset because like it's imagine some, that's like that's not a joke. Like that's. <laughs> being like, I want you to die for being who you are and being where I am. Like, there's no, there's no, nothing redeemable about that. The idea that somebody can go through their life with that, like, level of thinking. Well, I, it just, I mean, when you put me it, when you put obs- it that way, it's kind of, it's kind of a funny bit when you put it that way. It's, it's just, it's absurd to me. I don't understand at all what this person is even thinking like what do they think is going to accomplish like as they're like tying this up like well i'm going to be a hero (laughs) yeah does he think he's going to do this and the entire world's going to be like you know maybe we were wrong about banning the confederate flag maybe we should rethink this this guy has a point yeah exactly like what what was the end game like there is there obviously is none because only as someone incredibly stupid would do this and it just it does seem to me like it had to have been somebody within nascar like and nascar might be trying to downplay that because they're trying to get That's, all these new fans like yeah. you're saying yeah that is true Which would, it would just be disappointing because yeah. there's cameras everywhere like they they should be able to like figure out who did that yeah but we did say it's probably somebody who's incredibly stupid and i don't think that anybody who works for nascar is incredibly stupid they have they have a real big <laughs> yeah, vetting right. they have a real big vetting process there i'm sure I, I I just don't know. I think it's insane, and hopefully, good comes from it. But it's it'd be nice to have one story that's not about something like this this week. But yeah, but I think when yeah, when you just have a uh, an organization that has had support from racist people for a while, and they start moving away from that, you're gonna have things like this along the way. I still think it's on the road towards good things, and I think NASCAR, like, when they come back fully, is probably going to have more, like, is gonna be more, uh, like, culturally relevant, because it'll be talked about more, because it doesn't have stuff like that. I think people may be more into it than they would have been otherwise. I hope so, because that would be, I guess, a positive thing but i i just i don't know this this whole week is is gotten crazy there was a we are we are two years away we are two years away from a transgender activist waving the flag at daytona 500 it's gonna happen yeah i could totally see that happening i bet it could probably happen sooner than that yeah but um what what else let's see uh, Mississippi, while we're talking about the Confederate flag, the Mississippi state flag is basically like the American flag, but instead of the stars, it's the Confederate one. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the college football and the SEC has basically told them, like, hey, you have to change this or, like, we're not going to give you TV rights anymore. Like, they're not going to let Mississippi colleges go on TV if that's going to be anywhere within the frame of the camera. Yeah, that'll be interesting because uh, Ole Miss and Mississippi State are—they're not like powerhouse teams right now, but they're—they have Eli Manning is a Ole Miss graduate. Mm-hmm. No, they're—they're they're 
and the culture of college football is huge there. Like, if yeah. the people there couldn't watch the teams on TV, they'd be very pissed off. Yeah, although I have to say, if we're talking about the intelligence of uh, people waving the Confederate flag, bringing up Eli Manning as their hero probably isn't doing him any favors. Yeah, uh, you know, Eli was smart enough to beat Brady twice. That's all I ever needed. <laughs> um, but yeah, that'll uh, that'll be interesting. If uh, uh, I, I've pretty, uh, from what I've heard, I think Mississippi's probably going to end up changing the flag. But that brings up something interesting with like sports, because in like the news outside of sports, there's been a lot of talk of the uh, tearing down Confederate statues, and not just Confederate statues, but like even statues of Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, stuff like that. Every major sports franchise, ha- uh, most of them at least, have statues of certain players outside, and the ones with a longer history. What do you think comes of that having like Ty Cobb statues uh, or uh, Babe Ruth statues? Like, do you- Joe DiMaggio apparently beat his wife? Um, like, you brought that up last week too. <laughs> we did. I brought up Joe DiMaggio hit Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Like one of your. It's a personal example. favorite story of mine, I guess. Uh, I know. This is sort of saying um, like that's that's hilarious. But Mickey um, Mantle was but, an alcoholic. I would not be shocked if I found out he had said a racial slur at some point. Like, um, I'm not oh against. <laughs> I'm not against tearing. I, 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 I'm not just tearing down Mickey Mantle for no reason here. Not just any baseball player from the 40s or 50s or 60s. If it came out that they had been racist at some point or been abusive towards a woman, I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm not against, like, tearing down the statues. For the most part, I don't really care. But I'm just curious if it's going to come for Major League Baseball. I'm okay with all this stuff being in museums. I think it's when people say it's a part of our history, yeah, so it should be there. So, like, a Monument Park or National Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, but do you think this is going to end up coming for um, sports? I know we mentioned last week the Carolina Panthers tore down their statue of the former owner, Jerry Richardson. Um, well, two more teams uh, did it. The owner, the statue of the owner of the, um, what was it, the Twins, I believe? Yeah. And then the Redskins also, which is hilarious. The Redskins <laughs> are like, we, we, we've heard you. We've heard your calls for change. Yeah. We're finally going to take action. <laughs> We're going to remove the statue of the owner and still call ourselves the Washington Redskins. Every time the Redskins do something to try and be progressive, it's like, really, come on. Yeah, like, it it could not be worse. The fact that the Cleveland Indians and Washington Redskins are still called that is, is unbelievable. And the Redskins... Taking down that statue, is, it almost feels like a middle finger to everybody that's mad about the name. They're yeah, like, yeah, we've heard your complaints. We don't care at all. We're willing we're to, gonna... we're willing to make change, just not that one. Yeah, they're like, oh, do you want to pay to like rebrand all these fucking coolers and foam fingers or whatever? Like it all says, yeah. Reds. I don't know what the aversion is. I guess it would be very expensive to change the name, but it's not like the Redskins are synonymous with greatness. It's not yeah. like they're asking the, the Yankees or Lakers or something to change their name. People, yeah, and the there's also, I don't know like, if you heard uh, this week, a story came out with Ken Griffey Jr. about why he would never play for the Yankees. Yeah, and people are acting like it's news that, yeah. he, doesn't, that he hates the Yankees. This has been like a well-documented thing for like years that he Yeah, I'd heard about this before, but so basically Ken Griffey Jr., when he was a kid, his dad played for the Yankees and he was hanging out in the clubhouse. And a security guard came and told him, you can't hang out in the clubhouse to Ken Griffey Jr., the son. We can't have non-players hanging out in the clubhouse. 
And then uh, Ken Griffey Sr. says to him, yeah, just go back, uh, but before you do, take a look at third base. And he sees Craig Nettles there with his son taking ground balls. And it's like, well, if it's a white kid, they're allowed to be there. And so Ken Griffey Jr. was just like, as Ken Griffey Sr. said, uh, basically said, I'm 38 years old, I'm not fighting this fight anymore, I got a son who will do it for me. And then Ken Griffey Jr. said when he played in the Major Leagues, he would never play for the Yankees. And uh, some people on Twitter responded to it because the security guard said this is what George Steinbrenner said. So apparently now it's that George Steinbrenner is racist, which wouldn't shock me, but I don't know if George Steinbrenner specifically said no black kids in the dugout. Yeah, that as you're telling this story, it's like was a super, super rich businessman from that era, like probably have some unchill ideas about race and gender and stuff. Yeah, probably. This kind of sounds like it was the security guard getting cavalier and being like, well, I'll save everybody from this kid. Yeah. And he might have gone over it. Because, like, why would... I feel like there'd be a few more channels of communication between the owner of a billion-dollar franchise and the field-level security guard. I don't think that he's walkie-talking him. As somebody who has worked security (laughs) at sporting events, there absolutely is. Yeah, so I think that the chain of command, him saying Steinbrenner told me to do this, sounds like this was his beef. I'm, again, this isn't me saying Steinbrenner's a perfect person or doesn't have fucked up ideas about certain things. He probably does, just based on the era. But it seems a little far-fetched to me that he would like be up in the owner's box calling this, all these people being like, get that kid out of the dugout. Yeah. Especially someone on his, one of his own players. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see um, how far this ends up going with even like... Um... Because now they're talking about different, like, street names and highway names that are named after Confederate generals in the South also, as far as, like, different stadiums and stuff in baseball. that It's happened, not just baseball, in every sport, it's happened before where there's been names of things that end up getting changed because, uh, oh, we found out that guy was probably pretty bad. And there's been talk of even changing, like, the name of the city of Columbus, Ohio. Mm-hmm. People, it started out as, like, a weird... Um... I think joke by people who were trying to mock the people getting rid of statues, but there was a whole call for Yale to change its name this week yeah. because Yale is named after a slave trader. Columbia is named after Columbus. I've seen tons of posts that are like, if you look at a map of New Jersey or Long Island, every single town is a uh, native American named origins. So it's like, Oh, you're going to live in Mawa and yeah. <laughs> hate on people. A, it's like, yeah. A lot of Long Island is named after is different native American names, but I don't know. Uh, is that should still be or is it okay it seems like it's named after maybe the person they murdered and took it over from but it's still like named after a person who maybe wasn't that bad yeah it i don't even think it's named after a person i think it was like named after the groups of people that were there but like you said it's kind of a catch-22 because like if you're gonna rename it you're gonna take the memory of it away too but you did name it after people that you took it from it's like there's no real good way to that's the trouble with a lot of this stuff is like it's a lot of people now are just dealing with like bullshit that happened a long time yeah. ago <laughs> we can't change any of it so, yeah like, we just ended up naming like, we just named things after the people who did the bad things yeah kind of and we didn't do that either so it's yeah. just sort of like this is what this is called and also how dare you call it that it's like wait okay uh-uh. Like, this sucks. Like, there's... And all of it... I'm fine with changing the names of things. That's not what I'm saying. It's more just, like... 
there, this is such a tricky situation because you have a bunch of people dealing with stuff that people that are long dead did. Yeah, it's. I understand when it's like, let's take the statue of somebody down because they did awful things. We can keep it in a museum. I understand that. The fight to like keep a statue of a slave trader up seems like a weird hill to die on, um, especially if I, it's on if it's on public property. Then it's like you're actually having people's taxpayer dollars going towards a statue of somebody who, if it's a black person, their taxpayer money is going towards somebody who wanted them to be less than human. So I get that. Um, once it's like changing the name, we had to change the name of JFK airport because he was a womanizer. If it gets to that point, um, I mean, I guess I'm still okay with it, but I just wonder, uh, I'm, it'll be interesting to see how far it goes. And in sports also with different, uh, is Yankee, uh, an offensive word? I think that if it really starts to like, it really does get to that point where everything is starting to get changed. Yeah, they'll be one of the first people. Because they also just have the target on their back of, like, many people just dislike them. Yeah. would love to see it. people get, you know, have people, or, you know, the Yankees get stuck at two. Do you think they'll, if the XFL comes back, they'll allow us to wave our Confederate flags? <laughs> I don't, I, probably not. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. But who knows? Maybe, maybe that's going to be their hook. Like maybe. now that you're ousted from everywhere else, they come come here with the flags. Uh, and then uh, I don't know if you saw the story about friggin' Gail Benson, the owner of the Pelicans and uh, part owner of the Saints. No, I didn't hear what happened. Big article in Sports Illustrated. It turns out that the New Orleans sports teams were helping the Catholic Church cover up pedophilia with a lot of PR and a lot of money. Mm. It's, it's like pretty extensive, and they this almost got leaked a couple years ago now. But somebody got a hold of some emails that's like, oh my god, like millions and millions and millions of dollars were spent I by the n- Saints and Pelicans. Was could it have been like they were donating to the Catholic Church and the Catholic Church happened to be using that money to cover up pedophilia? Or did they, like, fully know? No. They were specifically hiring, like, PR firms and putting people within the uh, schools, the private schools owned by them, putting the accused people, like, within to their system so that they could control it and, like, filter around it. It's 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 like as bad as you can. You think Drew Brees is off the hook? You think Drew Brees is off the hook a little bit now? He's like, I may have said it, you should have kneeled during the national anthem, but look at what the fuck my owner was doing. Well, yeah, the Saints. It's unbelievable how many bad PR thing between there was Bounty Gate. That was the Saints. Weren't you just saying you hate the Saints like last week, two weeks ago? Yeah, well, I was uh, I was a big fan of the Saints right after like Hurricane Katrina, and they had so much goodwill, and they are bur- they've burned like all of it up. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's I don't see. I mean, I was just gonna say I don't see them coming back from this, but I don't know what I'm talking about. Of course, they're gonna come back from this. Nobody's gonna care within like two days. <laughs> yeah, no, especially with everything that's going on like in the world now, there is. There's, like, a heightened level of awareness during uh, the pandemic, but I feel like so much is happening during it that anything that's not a huge thing like Black Lives Matter and the protests like that, a lot of it's going to be forgotten about because it was just another thing that happened during the pandemic. Things that may have been trending on Twitter uh, during another time in history or in the world will be like, oh, but that was happening when seven other things were happening. 
somewhere right now, Delia is saying exactly that into a mirror, just over <laughs> and over and over. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually speaking on behalf of him because I want to book him a comedy fight club one day. <laughs> hey, he he's gonna be available. Crystal, yeah, for a lot of yeah, a yeah. lot of gigs. Let's Chris see if Crystal Lee falls. The yeah. headliners. I wonder if Crystal Lee will fall far enough we can get him on Who's on First sometime. I don't know if he's a sports fan or not. Yeah, Chris. Chris is uh, in trouble. Everybody's in trouble. I keep trying to find anything to talk about that's like fun and we can like riff on instead of just like this is depressing. This isn't coming back. Um, what? So the news. The news story wasn't fun for you. Yeah, right? No, I for surprisingly it just didn't tickle me in the way that I was I thought it would when we <laughs> started talking about it. Um there is a documentary coming out on Netflix this week that's all about obscure sports and I am excited. I really really like obscure sports. The top post on our sports on Reddit this week was people playing Hedis. Have you ever seen Hedis? It's like ping pong, but you can only use your head, and the ball is like a like a mini volleyball, and oh, you play doubles. I've seen, I've seen that before. Yeah, there was an crazy intense like headis match that made it to the top of Reddit, and I watched this clip like a bunch of times, and then I went to YouTube and went down this rabbit hole of like headis is a sport that people play, and it seems to me like how did any of these people have like. Not, it seems like concussion city or you're gonna break your neck by accident just running around like flailing your face and on purpose like diving with your head first at stuff it yeah. just feels like stitches and concussions waiting to happen but i i guess not because it it seems like yeah. it's a real thing i don't know i've seen it it looks pretty wild but what's so this documentary on netflix is it about headis or is it just about obscure sports in general I, I i it's just about obscure sports in general and it's coming out next week and our uh maybe it can't it's just a couple of days. It's going to be really, really cool. I'm a big fan of that kind of thing. So is Major League is Major League eating on there? The question all of our listeners are I dying to know. I think that they're actually going for more. Obs- I think Major League eating might be too mainstream for them. I think it's more things like, uh, you know that sport where there's like one guy on top of a pole and 100 people around it and 100 other people try to knock that guy off the pole? No. <laughs> Oh, you got to look this up on YouTube. It's freaking insane. Literally, it's just like, you ever, it's, it's like, they look like zombies. They're like all climbing on top of each other, trying to like, and the team that's guarding it has to like keep the pole steady because there's nothing like holding it in the ground. So it's like they're holding it and the guy on top has to have like good balance. And it's like a, then you trade sides. And I think it's whoever kept their guy on top of the pole longer wins. It's yeah. a very crazy thing to watch. Uh, but I am a big fan of stuff like that. What's like the weirdest one you've ever seen? I the weirdest one I've ever seen in person was um, I watched a game of Quidditch happen once. Oh, in person? I never. Yeah, I never seen in person. I know on my college campus there was a Quidditch team that I never saw. What was it like watching a live the, Quidditch game? Um, weird. It was it was weird. It wasn't something I planned on doing. I was walking around the floor at a Comic Con once, and it was happening. They well, yeah, no, like nobody kid. plans on watching live Quidditch. Yeah, I signed, dude. Some people did. Some people were there as like fans of the Quidditch thing. That was the craziest part about uh, walking around the floor of, of that place was just seeing just like there's every single thing that exists. There's super fans for it. Like you, you wouldn't really think so, but like every show, every thing that's ever existed there's people that like 
dress up as the side. Either way, watching the Quidditch thing in person, it's just like handball, but you basically have to hold a broom between your legs the whole time. Yeah. Like, you're running around literally holding a broom. It looks very silly. Is like anybody... These people were taking it... Were you seeing seriously. anybody who looked remotely athletic? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like people who could throw and catch and run without getting winded and stuff for sure it wasn't like that level of like hilarious i mean it sounds pretty bad if you're like i mean they were able to throw and catch so yeah (laughs) well well, like it's what's the bar here you're trying to be way too nice they were fucking nerds Well, okay, okay, you know, I've, but here's the thing. What glass house am I where I'm just, like, wandering away from this Walking Dead panel at New York Comic Con? They're like, I, yeah, I was also being a nerd that day. I guess, I guess that's fair. But uh, remember when the pandemic started and uh, we said, yeah, we'll still be able to find some cool sports stuff to talk about. And now three months in, we're talking about Quidditch. Yeah, no, that's, that's, I'm, I was prepared for this reality the whole time. This is, you were prepared. Qu- Quidditch is a. Uh, well, let's. Yeah, let's, I'm prepared to talk about Quidditch. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna have a hot take here. Quidditch sucks. Yeah, probably. Probably. The funniest thing I saw there though wasn't that. Um, there was a booth set up where people could play um, that video game Just Dance with the Brooklyn Nets dancers. They had like all of the professional dancers for the Nets there, and okay. then like one by one, like. The, the the sweatiest people in the world would like get in the middle of them and try to dance with them. It was so funny. Uh, um, yeah, I can't think of any crazy weird sport I've seen in person, but I've seen videos of um, uh, in I think it's in the UK shin kicking. Where they just like oh, kick. is it like those slap contests? It's just whoever quits first. I think I'm not sure. There's like constantly kicking each other in the shins. There's also a thing. I think it's also in the UK. It's a cheese roll where you have a giant like roll of cheese mm. and you roll it down a hill and everyone has to chase the roll of cheese. I watched a thing about that. That so many people get hurt doing that every year. That the t- like the town had to like illegalize it, but it happens every year. It just has to like technically be illegal because of how many people got hurt and like yeah you're kind of going at your own risk you can't like sue anybody over it like because people just continuously kept getting hurt every yeah. single year i remember disney channel used to do a lot of sports movies not like super obscure sports like this but in the middle where it's like not so obscure but not popular like they would so they would have um sports like they'd have a movie about luge mm. Yeah, I, I sort of remember what you're like because they used to do those original movies like every week or every two weeks or something, especially about the summer. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like they also had one that was like about like razor scooters or something like that, like almost skateboarding but not. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. But the other thing I've been watching a ton of this week is clips of Australian rules football because they've just. They've they're in full swing right now, and they just keep popping up on different sites that I watch. And it's actually it's it's a pretty interesting game. There was a full fight this week. Two of the teams just the whole team was just brawling straight in the middle of the court. Yeah, the pitch field. I don't know what you call it. <laughs> yeah, um, but I don't. Yeah, I don't really know Australian news football. football is that rugby or a uh, no? It's, spin-off? it's its own game. Yeah, it, it's somewhere in the middle of football and rugby. Like, at any point while you're running, you 
you can pass, but you can't throw the ball. Like, to pass it, you have to, like, open palm it and punch it out of your open palm. Yeah. And you can do that in any direction, like forwards, backwards, side to side. You can also, at any point, just drop the ball and kick it. And if it goes, it counts. Like, you could just be in the middle of running and everybody's chasing, and you're just like, fuck, kick. And if it goes to the right spot, you get points. And there was also a clip uh, that showed up today of a guy missing a a penalty kick from right in front of the thing. Like, no goalie, no nothing, and all the Australian people were going crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I, really, and I really liked that. I'm just so deprived for games that I'll, I'll watch almost anything at this point. I've been watching just, like, old clips from, like, NHL and MLB Network and stuff like that, and I ended up watching, uh, going down a YouTube wormhole of watching uh, people on different MLB uh YouTube channels and old MLB Network stuff arguing about bat flips and whether or not it's okay to hit someone after they throw the bat. And, I mean, it seemed like one of those where even the people who were, like, uh, against the, like, I'm all for showing more personality, just not in this way. It's like, it never sounds normal. Like, you're essentially just, it was like hitters, too, who were saying, not just pitchers. Um... But and and it's like I get it if you give up a home run and you're highly emotional and someone's celebrating you want to hit them, um, but also that's just that exists in every single competition. You lost, they're happy. You want to hit them, but you don't because you're a professional. Yeah. The thing about that is I've never understood why that was a good retaliation. It's like if if you hit someone on purpose, the odds of you getting thrown out are way higher than them getting thrown out. You just gave them a free base, which is like they were trying to get on base, and you're so mad at them that you put them on base. At least in hockey when they fight, both teams lose the player for however long it is. Yeah. I just never understood. It's just like, I'm so mad at you. I'm going to give your team a slight advantage right now. It's well, no, like, nobody is... likes to get hit with a pitch. So. Yeah. But at the same time, like now you're on first base. Yeah. That's, what, that's the, that's the goal of being at bat. So like, it just, it just never understood. I, I just never understood why that was retaliation. Like there has to be a different, better. Well, because people short sighted. It's because people don't want to get hit with a ninety mile an hour fastball, no matter how much of an advantage it gives you. You'd rather not that have not have that happen. I guess so, but at the end of the day, it just it I never really, really got the it never felt worth it to me. Like, especially for something as like, oh, that guy celebrated his home run too hard. I saw Trevor Bauer say on Twitter that like if you hit a home run and I'm you know, by the time I turn back around, you better be closer to second than first base. Because if you're not, like, you're we're gonna get into it. And it's like, I, I, I guess so. I guess that's just heat of the competition stuff. I, I maybe just don't have that in me where it's just like, all right. Yeah, I don't really care. You hit a home uh, it, run. Yeah, it's also when a pitcher strikes someone out and then does a huge like fist bump. Is that disrespectful? No, that's my thing. Is like okay like if i was the batter i would be like all right cool you did your job way to fucking celebrate like it's the first time you ever did it yeah if you <laughs> like, haven't i don't if you're an nba player and you, no one's around you should you only lay it up and not dunk it because that would be disrespectful no i think you should do that because the the risk reward on doing like <laughs> sl- slam dunk contest dunks in game is so bad like you fuck it up and you don't get the two points and you like 
in the middle of the games, it should still just be about scoring yeah. as many points in the That's most true. high percentage ways as possible, I feel like. Yeah, in I hockey... Don't know, now, now the gambler in my head is coming out, and I've just definitely seen times where someone does some windmill shit in garbage time, fucks it up, and then they miss the over by one point. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But, it, I mean, in hockey... When a team scores a goal, the entire team all hugs the guy and they celebrate together. And then they reset and do a face-off. Like, every time a goal is scored. Doesn't matter. I mean, maybe if you're, like, down 7 nothing, they don't do it as hard. But still, every single time they score a goal, early in a game, early in the season, you all hug each other and celebrate. Yeah, even I, but I've seen clips too where it's like a blowout game. Even the two closest guys still come over and they're like, oh, yeah. hell yeah, like we... We did it. Uh, soccer, the, the people are, like, sliding on their knees, ripping their shirts off and stuff. Like, they, they go the hardest with celebrations for sure, and I don't, you know. Yeah, they, they could they do so much. On the field fights like, a lot. Like, flipping your bat is actually kind of tame compared to what they do in other sports. Yeah. Can you imagine if somebody just, like, ripped their shirt off as they were, like, rounding second base? People would be like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if baseball players celebrate, if everyone from the dugout came running out to hug the guy after a home run in the first inning, you would think it's ridiculous. But they do that in hockey every game. Yeah, unless it's like the playoffs or something. Yeah, you just don't see that kind of thing. Walk no, off, you do. Maybe you do it in the playoffs in hockey at least. No, I mean for baseball. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm saying you don't see that kind of stuff till baseball. Like maybe in the play, maybe in the World Series, like a first inning home run might warrant some some pretty big celebration from the. Thing, Maybe I, like, there's one of the things I saw the play. argument they made was that it was okay when Jose Bautista did it because it was a game-changing home run in the playoffs, but in the second inning in May, you don't do that. Flip it, it's flipping a bat. It's nothing. Stop being such babies. Yeah, I, I agree there. I think the pitchers that don't like it, it's like, okay, then pitch better. <laughs> they won't they won't be able to. Yeah, like, and also give up home runs. Also, if you're a pitcher and you strike out a batter, fucking celebrate too. Throw your glove up in the air every time you get a strikeout. I'm cool with it. Have fun. Yeah, as long yeah, as long as it's not that would definitely get the crowd more into it. The more animated the players are, the more animated the crowd's gonna be. I mean, we were talking about it so much last week that like watching the people like watch Mark McGuire, just how excited they were for big energy, big home runs. Like I, I I think the the flipping if you do it every time, I think it starts to lose its luster yeah. a little bit. But I I I disagree with the pitchers that are like this has no place in the game. It's like no, you know it definitely. Has also, no place. as a kid, as kids, we all impersonate our favorite guys' batting stances. Sometimes they're home run shots. They're like. Give us like we could now. There's probably kids imitating their favorite guy's bat flip. They're probably imitating if a pitcher every time he like had a big strikeout started doing like gunshot finger guns to the crowd. That'd be awesome. That's one of the things I remember the most about Java Chamberlain was he would get so like oh yes every time he had a strikeout. Just yeah, full like Tiger Woods fist pumping. I mean, Babe Ruth's called shot is still one of the most iconic moments in baseball history. We don't even know if it actually happened or not. Is that there? There's speculation that it didn't happen that way. Um, everybody who's on uh, the Yankees say it did happen. Everyone who's on the Cubs says it didn't. So, oh yeah, I guess that's tough. Um, the only other sports thing I saw this week was A Rod and J Lo's re um, renewed interest in buying the Mets. 
Yeah, I I didn't hear about this. There, well, there's rumors that they're putting together a pretty crazy investment group. As of right now, it's A-Rod and J-Lo and the guy who uh, owns Vitamin Water. He, like, started that. He's, like, a billionaire from, like, Powerade and Vitamin Water and stuff. And then there's rumors that one of the other um, investors is going to be Portnoy. Barstool might be a minority owner of the Mets. That would be interesting because they're big and well, I guess Boston doesn't hate the Mets the same way they hate the Yankees. But Barstool is pretty much it's based out of Boston, or they're all Boston Red Sox fans, as far as I remember. Uh, the main people that are originally involved, but I, I think they are based out of New York. I think their main office is here. Yeah, I know their main office is here, but uh, as far as I know, they were like Boston sports guys. But yeah, Carabas is like the most followed baseball writer and he's their Red Sox beat guy but they do have like a Yankees section but yeah they're gonna part own the Mets it seems like they might all get together and partially own the Mets and I don't I I was trying to think like if there'd be any kind of conflict of interest there but I guess not it's not like Bar like for who Barcelona starts to if if having something like that like have like if ESPN tried to buy a team like how does that work i guess it's fine as far as their coverage goes well the thing is like barstool doesn't purport themselves to be a news organization necessarily like uh they're not a cnn they're not a uh espn even they're a you know they put out stories they report news and they have stuff like that but they're not uh i don't think barstool ever holds itself up as like we have the most integrity not that they are like bad or they don't but I don't think, maybe I don't think having a conflict of interest necessarily would damage them as much as like if ESPN owned a team. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I hear you. I was just was thinking about it, like, oh, that's you know, that's super weird. I haven't heard of like a sport, a sports thing buying a sports team. And yeah, that would be interesting if um, you ended up having like, I mean, at a certain point, it would get out of hand. Like Barstool, if all of a sudden Barstool maybe isn't reporting on the Mets the same way, then yeah, that might hurt. I think that they would be very biased towards the Mets at that point. Yeah. I think it would become the most, like, anti-Yankee site of all time if a bunch of Red Sox fans bought the Mets using that billion dollars. Yeah. I'm still amazed at Alex Rodriguez's transformation to, like, a likable public figure. Well, because A-Rod did it right in the, like, as right as you can. He apologized. He's been, like, he's self-deprecating about it. He's not, like, he he's not sitting there doing what McGuire and Sosa did where he's just sort of, like, they're, like, half apologizing. They're like, yeah, I'm sorry, but, you know, everyone was doing it, and I still don't really think I did anything wrong. A-Rod full-blown was like, yep, no, I, I did, so, I was wrong. I'm I guess- sorry. I guess... Yeah, I guess I'm just, we're in this world of people canceling everyone, that there's no forgiveness whatsoever for somebody who once tweeted something 10 years ago, that now it's like, A-Rod, who, if you remember, went on, like, Mike Francesa at the time for an hour, and ranted, and I mean, the stuff, like, he was, uh, not as big as Lance Armstrong, but close to it, uh, not for as long and as dramatic, necessarily, but... He was the biggest star in baseball, and he uh, very openly was, like, doing all the quote-unquote wrong things, and then um, he was apologized, and is everything you said, he's self-deprecating, he's likable, he's charming, but I guess now, like, in the canceling world, we see so many people 
just never be forgiven for much less, and it's still kind of surprising. I'm glad. I, I believe yeah. in forgiveness. Yeah, I think that's the main problem with the way everybody's going about things. Is like, rather, like, somebody who hasn't been quote-unquote caught yet, if somebody has, like, a negative idea or, like, has something that they don't, like, necessarily stand by anymore, their move right now is going to be to, like, deny it, deny it, hide it, rather than just be like, yes, I am did this, I accept it, I'm sorry, because the public is not interested in hearing like, oh, I'm sorry right now. So like, I just feel like they're pushing people to start trying to deny, deny, hide, lie, because the consequences are so overblown for certain things right now. I I put it out there and tweeted, this is not me defending like Dalia or Ross. This is me saying more like, uh, or like Kevin Hart, maybe like he got fired from the Oscars for some stupid crap he didn't stand by that he said in 2009 on twitter like right. that's absurd well and steroids in baseball is still just it's kind of a weird thing that it's always just for most of our lives it's just been this wrong thing nobody goes into what kind of steroids are being done why they're being done who did what kinds for what reasons like lance armstrong because it was so uh on such a like grand scale when he talks about it, we hear, like, everything he was doing now, why he was doing it, at what times. Um, because I think a lot of people are just like, well, how was he doing steroids? He wasn't, like, big and strong. People don't even understand, like, what steroids is or the different types of steroids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's such a catch-all word for, like, a hundred different substances. Yeah, so, like, Andy Pettit, when he is, like, saying he took growth hormone to recover from an injury, which is what his trainer that's all he's ever been accused of, like... I had brain surgery a couple years ago. Some of the stuff they give you in recovery has a steroid and growth in it because you need – if you have a broken neck and get surgery, any surgery you get, you're going to be given medication that had, probably has some type of growth hormone or steroid in it to recover. Every athlete's probably taking – every person's probably taking something that can be classified as a steroid. Mm-hmm. No, my, my dad is uh, asthmatic and he has to take like an inhaler with steroids in it like a lot. Yeah, I had, yeah I had asthma as a kid, and I used to have to have an inhaler, and I took Singular, which has steroid in it. So, and then there's a difference between things that are for recover, like Mark McGuire's thing is he said he only took it for recovery; it would help him recover from injuries. But the thing is, some of the uh, steroids that are also like bodybuilding supplements, they help you with recovery from your workouts, so you can do more. Like, normally when you work out, you have to rest more. You can only do a certain amount. If you're taking certain supplements, you're able to recover faster, and it will help your growth. So there's just so much more into it, but because we've put such a stigma on it, no one really wants to talk openly about it because they're just going to open themselves up to criticism. Yeah, absolutely. I agree completely. And I'd rather just know what everyone was doing when they were doing it. Um... And the, and it also – it's a weird like catch-22 with Jose Canseco because he was trying to sell a book. He wasn't trying to save the game. Like, Yeah. Oh, Jose Canseco wanted attention? <laughs> that's that's yeah. so surprising. <laughs> and he's the one who uh, kind of broke all of this. But it's like I don't know if everything he's saying is true or if it's he – he's probably exaggerating some of it. And now he's like – just did you see on Father's Day? I retweeted Jose Canseco tweeted out Happy Father's Day to all the fathers out there except for you know who. <laughs> I don't even know what he's saying. 
He's, yeah, oh my god, he is absolutely insane. I cannot wait until we can talk about stuff that was like, oh, the Wizards are, like, won a playoff game or something like that. Like, this is, I'm so, like, it's just, I just having this thought right now, like, we're still talking about stuff that happened in, like, the late 90s, or, like, sports that barely exist. It's just yeah. it's such a bummer to me that I missed baseball well, so we're not, bad. We're not going to be talking about the Wizards winning a playoff game for a few years at least, though. Wizards are invited. They're the they're the lowest seed team to get invited to the, the whatever this is this year. Yeah. But, I don't know, it is, uh, you know, while we're in quarantine, we can talk about the stuff that's going on, but it is also, they're playing old sports games pretty much on every sports channel now, and I've been having fun every once in a while just turning it on and being like, oh, yeah, I this Albert Pujols at a certain point was the best player in baseball, like, to the point you thought he was going to be the best player ever, which, uh, uh, mm-hmm. it's, you know, for the last 10 years or so, he's not been awful, but he's been on the Angels, and he's been, like, a shell of what he once was, and you forget, he was, like, a, for six, seven, eight years, it was like, this is the best, like, it was post-Sarad era, where you're like, alright, so all those guys were rated up, they weren't really those numbers, maybe Albert Pujols is the real deal here. And he was, he was a superstar. I bet, does it ever happen to you, when I watch that stuff, I just start to get, like, bummed out, like, oh. This was look at this. This was look at all these dumb assholes who don't know how bad shit is gonna get and this yeah. whole game is gonna get cancelled. That's true too. <laughs> like, it is it, that's it the other so that's much. the other thing about the steroid era is that it really a big part of it was that it just made players good later in their careers better than they would have been. Where like Pujols had this ten year spike at his peak and then kinda fell off, where like guys like Clemens and uh Especially in Bonds, they had the best years of their career in their late 30s. That's like, during the time they would have just faded out, they ended up ramping up. And like, yeah, that's not normal. Yeah, that's probably, and I, that's a great point. And I don't hear it framed like that very often. It's like, I, that is definitely what the advantage of taking those kind of things is. It's just like having your body be able to recover, stay healthy longer, the ex, the, so it's the marathon. Being in your like thirties in baseball, like if you're like thirty eight, and like, this is your fourteenth to eighteenth marathon of a season that you're running, like yeah. that's gotta just be such a big wear and tear. I, that's a great point. I haven't heard it framed like that. And it's also, I don't understand why. Literally everything else in society that we've developed that all these, like, new nutrition, training regimen, all these things that can make an athlete better, have them have a better peak. If we had something like different steroids that you would be able to take that wouldn't have crazy bad long-term effects that can make you a better athlete for longer later into your life, why wouldn't we want every athlete to do it? It, Yeah, I guess the key part of what you just said is not have the long-term health effects, and I guess we'd have to know about long-term health effects and that definitely takes some time but i think that would, that's really the the major stand back is like i don't think they want to like force something that could be potentially like in 20 years really fuck them yeah make it like and a also if you thing. if you want to say well it's uh different uh numbers or it's like everyone pitchers and hitters and everyone will have access to the same uh supplements the same way uh 
players in the 20s, 30s, 40s, and 50s didn't have the same access to nutrition that we have now. Um, at a, cert- a certain point, they didn't, they weren't able to make a living just in their major league contracts, and they were all working jobs in the offseason. That's a disadvantage. They don't get to train all year round for the sport only. They have to go, like, I don't know, work uh, in construction for half the year. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's true. And also, Babe Ruth never had to play against a Dominican or a black person. I mean, if you believe some people, he was Dominican, so... Wait, there's a rumor that Babe Ruth was Dominican? Uh, yeah, it's... I don't know how much of it is, like, a rumor or, like, a bit, but he was adopted, and, uh... I didn't know that. A, yeah, he was adopted by a, a factory owner in Baltimore at okay. one point. That's how he got his start, but, like, again, I don't know how much of this is a bit, because... If his name comes up on, like, Jesus and Marrow ever, though, they they won't stop talking about how Babe Ruth is Dominican. If you Google this, there's, like, a subsection of people who they have, there's, like, this conspiracy theory. Man, all these, like, old white racists who were mad at Hank Aaron when he was uh, chasing Babe Ruth down would be devastated to hear this news. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't know how legit it is. It might just be, like, an internet rumor or joke or whatever it is, but there is a subsection of people who believe that. That's the crazy thing also. We're talking about, like, the people who are, like, mad at Bubba Wallace and want to bring their Confederate flags and all. You think about Hank Aaron in, like, 60s and 70s was getting people, sending him letters with the N-word in it and everything because he was going to break Babe Ruth's record and they didn't want a black man to break a white man's record. Some of the people who were sending those letters are probably still alive now. Yeah, and they're just, like, sitting there, like, having coffee as, like, an 80-year-old thinking about, like, 45 years ago when they sent Hank Aaron that Yeah, so I'm, like, wondering... I'm wondering, do people who had done that that are still alive now just never tell anyone they did that? Or is that the same person sending the noose to put in the noose in Bubba Wallace's uh, garage? Like, God, it's crazy to think something that was, like, so long ago that, yeah, that guy's probably still around now who did that. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think unless you're like I guess it depends on who you are and where you are. I'm sure there's at least one person who sent one of those letters that's like so fucking proud of it and like tells the story every Christmas to his like family and then there's some people that like take it to their grave because they're ashamed of it. Yeah, well let's not shit on them too much. They may be loyal listeners of the Who's on First podcast, so Yeah. Don't wanna alienate anyone by saying that uh that that was a bad thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like they might have already checked out when I was, you know, we already talked about how the Confederate flags that we've been we this is like our third week of talking about Confederate flag stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I uh that's that's basically all the stuff I had this week. Do you got anything? Um no, I was pretty much I've been playing MLB the show also and uh I mean Oh, uh, me too. I I pulled a live series Kershaw last night. Really? Oh, nice. I'm still uh, still trying to unlock some stuff, having some fun playing with the, my team, the Sandlot Spartans, the SS, with brown shirts as uniforms. Uh, still um, haven't tried playing online too much because somebody left immediately. I don't think they appreciated my team name and uniform. Uh, sometimes, sometimes people will be crazy like that. Like in the events mode right now, there's lots of people that will quit after the top of the first because all they're trying to do is get prestige stats. Like right now, the cards that you can like make even better by doing well, it's uh Didi Gregorius and Cody Bellinger in this event because you can only use left-handed batters. So like they'll put them first in the lineup and if they 
whatever they get with them, that's all they cared about. They'll quit because it's free to enter the events games. Yeah. Maybe I'll name my team New York Guardians. Now that the XFL no longer exists, maybe I'll rename my team after old XFL teams. One of my favorite things about the uh, playing online is just seeing all the different team names and all the different uniforms that people make. I played a guy who was the Philadelphia Eagles earlier, and he had had, like, he made, like, if the Eagles were a baseball team, and, like, he must have spent a ton of time on it. It looked really cool. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, but so many teams are named after, like, there's so many, like, the Dunder Mifflin, like, paper companies or like the michael scott this or that like there's so many office references it's really it's wild is there does that yeah. be a crossover between people who watch the office and like baseball video games yeah apparently because it's the most referenced thing ever mine is a blatant eric andre show reference and every once in a while i'll get messages from people that are like yo eric andre what's up and then i always <laughs> just type i i am actually eric <laughs> have you said that my, Oh, every time. If somebody's just like, yo, Eric Andre, I'm like, yo, thanks for liking my show. I'm actually Eric Andre. Nice. Do you talk to fans of his? <laughs> no, nobody has ever responded. People can immediately tell that I'm being sarcastic. Ah, damn. That'd be funny. His if special that. comes out on I Netflix also, this I week. also did uh, dig up and find some old baseball cards of mine. I have a couple of Are binders you... full, and I have a. Here, we got an autographed Keith Hernandez. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Like, not the, the not even that it's like the card was printed with an autograph. I, I met him at a book signing and got him to sign it. He wrote like a children's book. Oh, that's cool. I got uh, that's yeah, like a, a Mickey so Mantle having the real here. signature. <laughs> having the real signature makes it a lot, you know, better. Yeah, I'll, I'll never forget this one time. Oh, uh, remember Nick Johnson? Yeah, played for the Yankees a couple times, I think. He was there, and he yeah, went he, away and came back. He did. Uh, during his first stint with the team, me and a, a friend of mine, us and our dads went to the game. And before the game, he was trying his absolute hardest to get someone to come over and sign a ball for him. He was just screaming. We were there for batting practice. We were there through all of warm-ups. Nobody was coming over. He finally gets fucking Nick Johnson to come over, and Nick Johnson signs the ball for him. And he comes running back, like, yeah, yeah. And then we spend eight innings, us, the people around us, crapping on him and Nick Johnson, being like, wow, you got, like, the shittiest guy in the whole squad to sign the ball, huh? Uh, Who do you think hits a walk-off home run that night? Nick Johnson. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I'll never forget it. Of course. <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, yeah, we got another week done. We're, no sports and we're still going strong. We'll always find something to talk about. Yep, yeah, we'll figure it out. I really can't wait for the day that we get to talk about a score or a result from one of the major four. Yeah, something other than the Confederate flag. Oh, God, for real, though. Like, <laughs> they lost over 100 years ago. Like, get over yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. That's the only game we get to review now, is the Union versus the Confederacy. Yeah, we're still... We're, and let's go yeah, to the we're highlights. Still, we're still breaking down the Civil War. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's even more... <laughs> All right. Thank I, you guys for listening. Yeah. Follow us at Who's On First Pod 1, Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Real Matt Marin at AnthonyPass94. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you next week. See you.